I do that well, listeners. This is an archived episode. It's called Reward Yourself. And it's amazing how often we shy away from patting ourselves on the back. Sometimes we're afraid it's too egotistical or arrogant. But that self-love of rewarding yourself when you've achieved a goal or you've had a small win or a big win is really healthy for your soul. So have a listen. Let us know what you think. And thanks, thanks so much for being part of our Do That Well community. Welcome to Do That Well. I'm your host, Brenda Brown, and with me, the fantastic Karen Thrall. <laughs> Today on Do That Well, we are going to talk about patting yourself on the back and other forms of rewarding yourself. For those of you who have been listening along, you know that we've been talking about goals, intentions, ways to get to your goals, and something that Karen and I have come back to a few times from our episode at the top of the year was this figure of 8%. So it was that 8% of people that make New Year's resolutions actually achieve them. And we kept coming back to this thinking, 8%, really, that's it. it you, that's that's crazy. Like it has to be more than that, right? So we have been doing more and more research around this, trying to figure out how do we how do we become more of a success story? How do we get past that 8%? And something that we haven't talked about yet is this idea of rewarding yourself and patting yourself on the back for progress. So that's what we're really going to look at today. And we're going to you go. Yeah, so you we're going to break it into me, me. We're going to break it into uh, <laughs> rewarding your, rewarding yourself, recording things, and reflecting. Maybe mm-hmm. not in that exact order, but that's what we're going to cover today. Mm-hmm. Your turn, it Karen. Tr- no, thank you, thank you, thank you, Brenda. <laughs> Yay! Uh, it's one of those things where I find it became inspiring because I want to know what we can do as a community to up that number. And we've been covering all these pieces of the puzzle and we're finding out there's even more pieces that we can do to really stand together and see our goals fulfilled. How do you accomplish your goal? And one of the thoughts, if if I may, is that really got me excited and I'm curious to see what you think, Brenda, is there were several articles from psychologists and uh, behavioral studies that said January is not the month to set a goal. The festivity, the holiday season, the champagne, the feel good, it's exciting, it's a new number, is actually not the right time to set a goal. And I so I first wanted to know what you thought of that, because I have some thoughts. <laughs> but I was curious to see what you think about that. Well, if, if you'll recall, I actually did say that I personally don't use New Year's as a time to right. set goals. Right. I, I don't find it effective for myself. And I prefer to, to just do it at other times during the year. Now... 
What I did think was really interesting, and now I'm just getting confused. I want to know the truth. Like, where's the source of truth here? Because that same article, the same article that told us only 8% of people achieve their goals also said that they were 10 times more likely to achieve their goal around New Year's. But Mm -hmm. now we're finding all of these other things that are saying that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And I know we're going to get there, but my initial thought is that Maybe it has less to do with the time of the year Hmm. and more to do with how you set your goals. I think that is a big reason why I don't like to say goal and why I err towards using a word like intention or otherwise, because it accounts for that reflective piece. It accounts for you to be able to be more present with what you're actually trying to achieve. Like to me, if I just set a goal, it's so lofty and it's in the atmosphere, like, I'm going to run 10 miles. I've never done that. Uh, (laughs) Whereas if I set my intention for running 10 miles, I'm going to think more about like the why behind it and how I would get there. And and as we talked about in our attentions episode, the, the whole process. So I like reflection. I think adding that layer to it, like, yes, chef's kiss. So the, um, the articles I've been reading, what they're saying is the best time to set goals is in the term from summer to fall. So in the month of August, in the month of September. And the reason they're saying that is uh, you just did your holidays, you had the summer, and it's a natural time of transition. We are naturally transitioning. Fall And so then I start thinking about fall is a transition season. The trees, leaves fall to the ground. There's a crisp air in smell in the air. There's a crispness in the air. Everything is naturally transitioning. And in that time, we turn into, we, we, we start to reflect. We find ourselves naturally in a reflective state. It's actually a natural thing we, that humans do when the seasons turn at that time. For us, specifically in the United States and Canada, that's, and I went, that's just true. And so they're saying that is one big reason why goals are best set in August, September. Many people think, many people will say September is the new January. Well, September is actually my January. So when you set goals, no matter what the goal is, if it's health, weight, fitness, um, accomplishments, job change, salary increase, whatever it is, debt-free, a character trait, whatever it is, every goal you want to reach, you start in a state of reflection about it. When you're in a state of reflection, you're going to know why and you're going to know how. How am I going to do this and why do I want to do this? But in New Year's, with the champagne and the glitz and the fun and the atmosphere and the romance and it's exciting, we don't always lend ourselves to that that moment of calm and pause. So first off, what I find interesting about what you're saying is I also have always thought of the fall time around September, late, late August. That always has felt more like the beginning of a new year to me. And I always attributed it to because it, that's school, (laughs) the school cycle, you go back to school in that time. And so for me, even as an adult, I do always view that time of year as like 
a new year, as you said, a time for reflection. I find myself getting very melancholy a lot of the times during the fall uh, because I'm really thinking about the year that's passed. And it, it, it always, for myself personally, is a time where there's a lot of reflection going on and I do sort of view it as the beginning of a year. So I find that interesting to hear that I'm not alone there. And what's cool about that as well, with this reflection piece that we're adding into it, I would argue that with this, you know, line of thinking that any time in the year is an okay time Mm -hmm. to create a goal, but you do need to start with the reflection piece and that that needs to be a part of the process when you are setting that goal Mm -hmm. is there needs to be a time when you're reflecting on why you've chosen that goal what it means to you, what you're going to do with it, so on and so forth. I I was thinking about how we were talking about how there's also like recording and rewarding when we were prepping for this podcast. And when I was studying this about another component to goal setting or intentions, New Year's resolutions, whatever, is when you record your progress – you're going to be more successful. So then I started researching going, so if you record and log your progress, highs or lows, ups or downs, good or bad, successes or, or oopses, you, you're, the chances of you reaching your goal are higher than not recording them. Because when you record, you are every day and you're recording something, you keep it forefront, you keep it very present, and you also get to measure your success. So if you, if you go off course for one day, you can, re, you can correct the course. If you don't record, then it's more, there is a more organic approach, but to find out that when I record my progress as I'm moving towards my ultimate goal, those are that is what's going to get me there and to me that i i get excited about that kind of stuff i think that's very much uh something i just love to do i think that's actually fun to record progress so with recording what i do like about it is that when you record things and you see these milestones and it allows you to reward yourself pat yourself on the back, which is what we're talking about today. So (laughs) I think that's really important. (laughs) Uh, So it's funny, the timing of this actually is funny because I've never been somebody that records things. I never would write things down. I never even kept a calendar. Everything lived inside my head. And just this year, I've started a new job and I all of a sudden I'm making to-do lists and checklists and I'm writing daily agendas for myself and I'm recording everything and I'm I've come to the dark side. I'm turn I've come to the dark side, Karen. I see the benefit with recording now. So I can say with confidence that I am supporting this <laughs> supporting recording things. I mm-hmm. I see how beneficial it is. Mm-hmm. And if you had even talked to me three months ago, I probably would have been like, no, why do you need to record things? <laughs> uh, I have an app that I, on my phone, and for those who really know me, they know about this app because it's, I've had it for several years or a few years for sure. And 
I record everything because it does keep me on track for my goal. I don't record everything. I record everything that has to do with my goal. But it also has to do with how well I'm sleeping. And what happened was, is when I studied that, one of the number one things you could do for stress is sleep, is rest. It's the number one healer of stress. And I started noticing how poor my sleep was. So I started recording it and I, and I would get really excited if I had five days of really great sleep. I'm like, I did it. And I knew why, why was I so excited about those five days of great sleep? Because I knew my stress levels were dropping. I knew I was doing something to overcome any stress I carry inside me. And so the reward, the, the recording of my sleep, and then it just became a habit. And I, because I want it to be, I want it to be a habit. I want to have a really solid sleep. And um, it became so such a huge commitment to me. Why? Not so I could have a good sleep was because I really want to lower my stress levels. Let's say you had a, a two steps back sort of day. And so your progress wasn't as good as you would have liked it. You can still look at that and see, but I did it. I still did it today. Right. And so even just putting it down in writing and adding it to your log, you're still seeing the the, pro- the progress and the progression, even if it wasn't what you wanted it to be. It reminds me, so as I said, I previously haven't been much of a recording person, but um, when I was first starting rock climbing, my, fr- my great friend Joe and I were going together and he started a spreadsheet one day so that we could record our progress to see how we were doing. And I thought it was really silly at first, and he was mostly the one updating it, bless him. But, <laughs> you know, I think that actually might have been, that was somewhat recently, and I think that was when I started to see the joys of recording because it made me feel so good to see him putting those days. And again, even if it was a day that I didn't progress, even just knowing that I still went and I did it, and seeing the little ups and downs and peaks and valleys of my progress, like just the experience of recording it was very rewarding in and of itself. Oh, and here's the thing about recording your progress. It removes the word failure altogether because it becomes only a mistake. If I have one off day and I didn't fulfill my desire or I didn't, I didn't invest in that goal that day. So I have one off day. That's not a failure. That's it. I didn't feel like doing it that day. That's all that is. <laughs> I didn't feel like it. I don't want to today. Today, I don't want to. And then you wake up the next morning and go, how about today? All right, I'll get back in, do it. It's just a moment. And it, it will diffuse that thing of I failed at my New Year's resolution or I failed at my goal because it, I had, instead you'll say, well, I had one day off. I had one day off where, you know, and for me, like even working out, I, I, I have my app and I, everything goes in there. And I just, I like to see my progress. I like to see if I'm stretching myself, if I'm making myself just a little bit more uncomfortable. And, and even in that, okay, I got my thumbs going because I'm on my phone. This is, this is thumb. This is symbolism that I'm on my phone, (laughs) but this recording thing, and you just get to zoom out and you get a whole picture. You paint a picture of the journey, which is we've, we've been talking about recording the journey. So I do want to make sure that we spend some time on the reward aspect because we did we did just allude to it a little bit 
in the sense that recording in and of itself is a rewarding process and it allows you to see those times where you can pat yourself on the back and reward yourself. And even going a little further back when we were talking about reflection earlier, I do think that there is a sense of reward and patting yourself on the back there too, because in the process of reflection, you're able to find the things that you're really proud of. And then that allows you to then see where there's holes of things that you're not as proud of. And that's where you want to set your goals and work on things, right? But now fast forwarding, here we are, and we're going to talk about this reward, this patting yourself on the back, because it is a really big step Mm -hmm. towards achieving things, achieving goals and progressing. Um, Last week when we talked about, oh my gosh, my, (laughs) all the weeks are like, (laughs) they're all, they're all together now. (laughs) Drum roll, please. Well, last week (laughs) when we were talking, (laughs) my life changing, that life changing podcast. You would think that I would know my own podcast episodes. So we're talking about positive self-talk. Yes. And, you know, the reason that we got there is because we realized that there is a lot of negative self-talk and a lot of Mm -hmm. negative critic. And Mm -hmm. so the reward, again, we want to get away from this negativity, the self-critic, and we want to find those times where you can reward yourself and boost yourself up. Right? Mm -hmm. Boost. Yeah. (laughs) Um, on the reward thing, so a segue just a tiny bit here. So pat on, pat yourself on the back. And it's fun that I went, oh, I like that. Maybe, maybe that's even what we'll call this podcast is pat yourself on the back. I like that because it, it, you, it's a common, uh, imagery that we can understand. The irony though was when I went to look at a deeper meaning of it, the majority of what I was finding and I was really surprised. So to pat yourself on the back, it it has also a negative connotation. And so when it's uh, when it's applauded is when someone else tells you to pat yourself on the back, you did a good job. I went, what? Oh, that self reward where I'm proud of my work, I'm proud of my accomplishments, is my little pat on my back. And yet it's distorted a bit as though it it could be misunderstood as ego. And I went, well, then no wonder. No wonder we're not seeing people have a reward system for themselves. It is not. And even in the workplace, reward and recognition is a, a key component to this, the happiness of employees. So yes, their earnings are important. Yes, their position is important. But to be rewarded and recognized for what they've accomplished, that is that they can. That's fuel. That's fuel for the the engine. That's fuel for the car. And I've seen so many times where companies forget to reward and recognize the hard work and the accomplishments. We just carry on. Next one. Carry on. Okay, we got that one done. Check it off. Let's go. And that victory dance, that celebration, uh, that self-reward. And so for us today and for people listening, what is your self-reward system? What is your self-reward plan on your goals? So you, you reflect, you record, but what is the reward? And uh, I 
that inspires me because if it's true, it's just subjective, just philosophy, just, you know, but if people who are listening associate, well, if I reward myself, it's ego-based, I'm being arrogant or self-serving. What if it's just, hey, it's that, that, that um, quiet appreciation for your investment? What if a reward is just a quiet appreciation for your, your investment? And, um, and for you, Brenda, like when you've in your life for reward, how is that? How do you, how have you viewed reward in the workplace, in your personal life, in your family life? How has that word evolved or how has it been for you? Listening to you talk about it just now, honestly, I think I get a little, I have really mixed feelings when we think about this idea of reward and ego. Because for me, I'm somebody that has actually struggled to get to a place where I feel good patting myself on the back. I am somebody that tended to seek a lot of external validation and I didn't have ego. And so there's this voice inside of me that's like, it's okay to have ego though, but it, like many things in life, it's a balance. You don't want to ebb so far that now you are in that place where maybe you're being perceived as arrogant or, you know, what have you. But I do think that strengthening this voice where we feel comfortable patting ourselves on the back and we feel comfortable rewarding ourselves, I think that is a bit of a last a lost art. I think I don't think I'm alone when I say that I tend to seek external validation, sometimes yeah. more so than my own even. Like, That's you know, getting point. that validation from someone else might mean more than hearing my own mm-hmm. voice say, you did a good job, Brenda. But I want to be at the place where my voice and telling myself, yes, I did that. I can reward myself. Like that to me, mm-hmm. that should be more important than mm-hmm. having someone else tell me mm-hmm. I did a good job or rewarding me. And you're right. There, there, this, th- these thoughts that we care so much about what others think, or we care so much about getting their affirmation and being so secure in ourselves that the, uh, we don't need, the, we appreciate the affirmation. And of course we'd love it, <laughs> but I don't need it. I, I'm just grateful when I receive it and I will always be thankful when someone notices. The thing is too, I wanted to say, the reward needs to be set before you activate. So for let's say for this week, you go for next week, my goal, the, the next steps I'm going to take for my goal are this. And when I accomplish them, I reward myself with blank. What is that blank? Every week, give yourself a reward. Maybe you'll, maybe it's a favorite food. Maybe it's a, a, a small purchase. Maybe it's hanging out with somebody or I, I don't know, like whatever it is, but make sure you set the reward before before it because then you got energy and I find send the reward before makes it really fun just to have that because then you know what you're working towards and it's the fun part of what you're working towards when you're working towards a goal or accomplishing a task or something yes there's the the joy of having (laughs) reached your goal or have of having completed the task or 
the job at hand. But I think when you add also the reward piece, mm-hmm. then it, there's another mm-hmm. motivator exactly. for you. Exactly. Rewards. It's where it's at. And I think as well, to go back to what we were saying a moment ago, this idea of ego and, you know, patting yourself on the back, that could be potentially a kind of reward you could give yourself. If you are a person who doesn't always give yourself positive words of affirmation, that could even be Mm -hmm. a part of the reward. You know, if I get through my week and I do these things, I'm going to make sure that I set aside time for my ice cream yeah. cone and I'm going to tell myself yes. what a good job I did, yes. you know, um, yeah. so that you add that piece as well. Like I'm going to actually have a moment with myself where I tell myself good job while mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying my And it's that anticipation <laughs> too, when you know that's coming, wow, five more days and I get an ice cream. <laughs> It's like, oh, five more days, I get my ice cream so excited. Four more days, four more days, three more days, three more days, two, one, whoa. That there is an anticipation that that will uh, create a, a stronger determination inside you. As there's something about this reward, uh, it, it motivates us. And so you could even have your friends say, all right, you could call your friend, go, all right, I've got my goal for this week. I'm, I'm recording it. What's my reward? What are you going to give me? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What am I going to give you? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to give me a reward if I accomplish this. Okay. You can include other people in your reward system. And you can, it can be inclusive. It doesn't have to just be for yourself. I like that. Well, it's like when we talked about the, the hype man and the buddy system, you know, you can include other people. It doesn't need to be something that you go out all alone. Right. Well, that is, all the time that we have today to talk about patting yourself on the back and the rewarding yourself. Of course, we this all started with trying to figure out how we can get past this 8% <laughs> statistic. We want to be able to set goals and complete them with, you know, 30%, 50% and onwards, even better. But today's journey has been all about how This idea of reflection, recording, and rewarding can be more tools to add to your tool belt when it comes to setting goals and trying to achieve things and finding progress. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) Well, you'll hear us next week.